know in whom I have believed. And uh, Ken Chantal, you're such a special part of our church family. We love you so much. And, and uh, we know you love us. And that's a thing that's, you know, we do go through hard times. And, you know, the word says when one weeps, others, we weep with them. When we rejoice, we rejoice together. And that is so true. But uh, we stand with you. We're standing with you through all these things. And we are, we do, I just believe this is a good time just to pray that prayer. You know, you're mentioning sometimes with your soul. When we talk about our soul, we're talking about our mind, our emotions, you know, and then that affects us physically too. And even our spirit, you know. And we as a congregation, we just love you. And uh, we're going to pray right now for you again. I don't know if any of you instrument folks can get free from your instruments so you can come up here with me. Why don't you come and stand with me? And this, this is a team with Kent and Chantel. A few weeks ago, they were down in Brainerd. They were fundraising for, what's it called again? True North Ranch. And that's a home for... It's a, okay, that's the equestrian one. But you probably know, many of you know, that Kent and Chantal and oftentimes Bended Knee is the, uh, what we call your group or you call it. It's a good name. Uh, they're, they're out ministering like that and doing things. I know Chantal is leading the way with real life women's conference and that's going to be in Fargo, right? Why don't you just share about that quick a minute? In 2019, after Travis passed away, I had a hard time doing anything, coming out of my room, seeing my older kids. Uh, pretty much anything. And so I really started searching for people who were public speakers that had been through some real tough stuff in life that were willing to share. Because I was really looking for some hope from somebody, you know. At that time, I don't even know for sure if I was in the Word. In fact, I know I wasn't, at every, wasn't in it every day, and I had turned off my music, which is big for me. I don't ever turn off my music. And over a period of some time, and just not able to find what I was looking for, I told Kent, I said, I think, I think we need a conference where people share real life, where people share things that they're going through, but that there's freedom, or there's victory, there's healing, there's a future for the person that's going through it. And it wasn't a short process, it was a long process, but anyway, we had just started a company with some friends of ours and doing music promotion, and I said, if we do this, we have to add in conferences for women. And then COVID hit, and so our first conference was gonna be in Bemidji, now it's gonna be in Fargo in three weeks, and then I got one in Rapid City, South Dakota, and then one in Iowa after that and then Bemidji next year. But it's been, it's been a process. It's, um, it hasn't been easy emotionally for me because I'm gonna be one of the speakers and I refuse to be fake. Mm -hmm. I'm an open book, I've said it for years, sharing my testimony. And that's an open book even with the ugliness of the grief that I've walked through and how I haven't walked through it all with grace. And integrity and I promised my older daughter one time that I would be honest about it and so it's been a it's been a battle leading up to it but either I'm seeing and sensing a lot of freedom I'm starting to sense a lot of things 
fall off me and my desire to fall in love with the Lord in a fresher, deeper way than I already am. And so I'm thankful the Lord is using Amen. these conferences to actually to bring some healing to this heart. Amen. Amen. Joyce, why don't you come up too? Hallelujah. Love you ladies, come over here. We'll come over to this guy. Praise your name, Lord. Why don't you all stand up and just reach out a hand here. <coughs> and you know what? We're, I, I just have this sense right now that we're praying for Kent and Chantel and their family, but uh, there may be others out there too. In fact, I know there are others that... There's things that you just, well, like these songs, these last few songs we were singing, some things we just don't understand. Uh, but we do need to hold his hand. And that's what Kent was saying, that even through these things that have taken place and, and we've gone through them with them in a sense, some things you just don't understand, but there's still, you know, inside there's that knowing there's a knowing, and it's God, and He's with us. He hasn't left us. He hasn't forsaken us, and He wants to touch you today. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted and set at liberty the captives, and that's what He's doing. Thank you, Lord. We pray for our dear brother and sister and their family, Kenton Chantel, Lord. We lift them before you as a church family. We thank you for that continuing work of your Holy Spirit in their beings. In Jesus' name, we thank you for that, Lord. Just to heal broken hearts, soul, mind, and emotions, Lord. Lord, we... We thank you that you are doing a work in them. In fact, we can see it. We know it. Oh, Lord, what a blessing this morning they have been, that they have been willing vassals to be used of you, Lord, the minister, to lead us in worship. And we thank you that, that just from the tops of their heads to the soles of their, their feet, that you will continue that process. And Lord, we know that you've called them not only just to, well, be in the background, but you've, and it's not easy to be in the front. A lot of times we'd much rather not be at all. We'd like to be in the back row. But Lord, you've called them to that, and you, that ministry that you've given to them, and to bend a knee, these others that are here, Lord, that support them and go with them, Lord. We pray for all of them. And we pray, just like Chantel was saying, that uh, in a new and deeper way, you are drawing them to yourself. And Lord, we thank you for that for them, but for all of us in this day and hour that we're living in, Lord. We know you're doing that in the body of Christ. Something has changed. A corner has been turned. We are in a new place. And that's all the way from the children all the way through the oldest. And we thank you that you're going to lead us together. And we're going to stand together, Lord, united in one accord together. We're not going to allow the enemy to put any wedges between us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone in agreement said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Love you, brother. Um, before the children go, we have an announcement. Let's see. Zach and Kathy. Is this Mike? Which mic is on? This one or not? That one? Okay, we'll just let you come up here, I guess.
all the way up on the stage. <laughs> this is Zach Bender. He's going to give an announcement about our youth group and Kathy Cooley about our elementary. Yeah, so we're excited to announce that, um, well, for those of you that didn't know, we took a brief recess for the month of September for youth group just for kids to get acclimated to school and everything. So we're going to start back up this Wednesday, um, starting at 6 o'clock, um, ages 6th grade to 12th. Um, and uh, we'll be having food and games and a message. Uh, the Modris will be speaking, so I don't think they're here today. But, um, yeah, and then we also have a kids program. I'll leave that for Kathy here. Hi, so besides the um, this Wednesday, children are also invited. Um, so bring your friends. Um, it starts at 6, like Zach said. And then we'll have something really fun at the end of the month, this month. Um, Hallelujah Night is back. We missed out last year because of all the stuff happening. So we're hoping for just a big turnout. Um, I'm looking for possible helpers. I know we're going to have the youth helping us. So I, we possibly will need more help than that. So I'm going to be probably spamming your inbox if you've helped me before because I really appreciate all you that have come out on that night. It's a Wednesday night, the 27th. I don't know if I said that. Instead of um, ha Halloween, of course, this year is on a Sunday night, so we're going to switch it up and make it earlier since the kids come on Wednesdays anyway. And the other thing, bring candy if you feel like you, well, the kids would love it, and lots, lots more candy, the better. So thank you so much. Thank you, and we will release the children to go to their classes, and adults, you stand up and greet each other, okay? Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, greet each other. Okay. I thought I heard Dean's laugh back there. Dean Clough, I can hear you laughing. I can't see you very good, but I can. I'm just going to finish up on the announcements here. Um, uh, there is a meal following our service today and fellowship that comes with that. Pulled pork sandwiches and birthday cake. It's Scott's birthday today, Scott Mandrell's birthday. Happy birthday, Scott. I want to slip this in. Scott and Carla will be there. They prepared it. They're going to help serve it, but then they need to go home to Scott's family birthday party. So anyone with willing hearts and hands to help with cleanup, that would be yeah. necessary. Thanks. And there's, I think maybe on the counter there, there's going to be that clipboard where you could put your name down for future helping with cleaning up afterwards. Or even, and meals. Or even doing a meal. Including next Sunday, if someone And Carla was just heart. mentioning that um, the nozzle for, those of you that ever cleaned off the dishes, you know there's a nozzle you pinch and then it's, uh, sprays off the dishes before they go in the dishwasher. Well, that was on the fritz last week. It's been getting worse. It's been leaking. And uh, I guess it was uh, Scott and Dave Steinhorst that took it off last week, and Dave got a new one, and they put it in before the service, and she said it works just great. Awesome. She said it'll be fun to do, so you can <laughs> sign up to do that and use that, whatever it's called. Um, and then one final announcement today, uh, a special announcement really, and it's, I'll just read it the way it says here, mark your calendars. History in the Baking, a Christmas play written by Sarah, Joy, and Elsie Earholtz will be performed Saturday and Sunday, December 11 and 12 at two o'clock at TCC, two matinees. And this is it, this is the script. And, uh, there's about 10, 12 characters, folks from the congregation that'll be in it. It's two acts, six scenes, I think, or seven scenes. And so it's going to be good. We're looking so forward to that. I think it was over a week ago, Joy and 
Sarah came over, we sat around our dining room table, and they read the script to us for the first time. I laughed so much. I love that it's humorous. Yeah, it's a comedy and it's a mystery. So it's going to be fun. And be thinking of those that you can invite to come to that. But do mark your calendars now for one of those days. Tickets will be on sale sometime in the future. Yep. So Joyce is going to share one more, one last. I think it's the last one about our sabbatical, right? Okay. About our yeah. summer. We were going to show these uh, things last Sunday, but the Holy Spirit had us go a very special direction. So um, the last month of our sabbatical was very eventful as of July 26, a major hailstorm hit, not just us, but how many of you were affected by that hailstorm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yesterday at Red Umbrella, too, Sarah and I had our thrift store open. Each day there was people there telling about how they were, had been hit and were dealing with things. So we can start with the video. This is a video that, first of all, I'll say this. Um, Andy and Jennifer, our son, they live next door to us. At some point, they were at the end of the dock looking towards the west. They saw a wall coming, coming at the end of the lake there, and they heard the sound of a freight train. They immediately, Andy, we start texting you, Steve, or did he call you? He called you, but then he, he said, get to our basement. Then he, he came running to get us. Um, and we got safely to the basement before the hail started, but then Andy took this video. But what it was was everything seemed to be going off. There was a phone call from the sheriff, I guess, or from a deputy, and, and that was on our phone. It was telling us there was a tornado, and uh, so take shelter. But, you know, in northern Minnesota, you don't, quite no, you know, but then something else came up on one of the phones too from a weather station, I believe, alert, and then we heard Andy, how, how was that again? Did he text us then? Oh yeah, somehow he started coming across the yard and he was yelling, you know, get over here and get in our basement, you know. And we heard later there was a tornado, actually. Gus talked about it in one of his messages this summer. And, but it's, it, it lifted or stopped or something, evidently, at least according to the news report on the west end of Gall Lake. So it must have been right before Scott and Cindy's house. <laughs> the Lord's protection. But anyway, then we got over there. I was saying I ran faster than I think I have for a long time. That's the truth. Over to the house. <laughs> I didn't know I could still run that fast. <laughs> but anyway, this shows what was going on there. Look, take a look at the lake when it gets on the lake there. Almost surreal. These ball sized hailstones, some of them. So anyway, yeah, 10 minutes, we believe. I've talked to different people that they said they think it was 10 minutes. Assorted sizes up to baseball size. On Friday, someone who lives across the lake from us said theirs was softball size hail. And everything on their property had been hit. So we're so thankful for... Um, 
at this point, you know, um, we, we needed the help of, of our family for, we just needed them. We needed them for basic cleanup, starting from the top of the roof with blowers. It was such a chewed up type stuff over everything for days, for quite a while. Anytime a wind, more stuff would come out. But so thankful for professionals. Um, insurance companies, insurance adjusters, contractors, roofers, rain gutter specialists. Uh, some of you had windows broken, vehicles broken, those that were able to repair that. We just brought in our garage window Friday. Hopefully Ace Hardware can repair without having to get a whole new frame. So things like that. In the midst of this, um, I was watching a, a sharing by Pastor George Pearsons and Gloria Copeland. And this is what struck me. He, this really happened to him, and it happened to him recently. He and his wife unexpectedly just had guests Staying, they were at their home, and it was approaching, I think it was the supper hour, and she just kind of pulled them aside, and she says, I, I don't have stuff to pull together for this. She said, run to, you know, it was a restaurant, like a burger joint, just get a whole bunch of to-go burgers. He said, I can do that. So I went there and um, explains to the clerk, you know, I need this many, and she was bagging them all up, and she got a big box to um, start putting the bags of food in, and, oh, I know it was the end of the day, because she says, you know what, we have all this fresh pop popcorn, you know, an open bag, she said, can I send that along with you free? It's the end of the day, sure, we'll eat that too, so she was placing that in that box. He paid for it, and as he was going to pick it up, she said, can I help you with that? He said, oh, no, I got it. So he picked it up. He was walking towards the door. She said, can I help you with the door? She was actually following him. No, he said, I got it. Thanks, but I got it. He maneuvered the door open, still carrying it. She says, well, can I help you get that in your vehicle for you? Nope, I got it. He set it on top of the vehicle, and then this unexpected gust of wind came, and they were just showered in the popcorn flying all over. He said, I learned my lesson. If someone offers me help, I'm going to say, sure, I could use help. I, we said that right away. If anyone could help us with anything, we said, sure, we can use your help. <laughs> Grandkids didn't always ask. I asked them. But anyway, that was just a little lesson I learned. One thing that was so appreciated, Dan and Paula let us use their big bagger. Do you call the bagger mower? Is that the right thing? Boy, that made a difference didn't it? After the big stuff was all picked up, there was so much other stuff. But it reminded me of two years ago, last June, late June, we moved back in here for our first service after three months of being in the fellowship hall because of that partial roof collapse from snow in the foyer and um, sanctuary. We needed every volunteer we could, hundreds of volunteer hours, incredible, and professionals. Boy, did we need professional intervention. For three months, we had all kinds of different professional trucks and people doing stuff. And um, so we learned to, to pray to speak blessings over different people that would be at our house, you know, and um, very thankful for people who are skilled at what they do. You know, it helps us. Yes. So um, just, you can put up a, a number two. 
This was one example after the hail. Um, this was our family picnic table and it literally shattered. We've talked to many other people that had the hail did the same thing. It took Sarah and Elsie three hours each just to pick up whatever that is. It's like, I don't know what that... Shattered glass. Shattered, I guess. And just it was in would the, stick it was in, in the between. Cracks. Yeah. Right in the cracks. That's and then number three shows Andrew with a load of stuff for the dump. We had 15 different deck and deck tables and chairs that just got hit. The one in the front is Steve's study table from down by the lake. Where's your piece? You always had that piece here, too. I'm glad I wasn't studying. <laughs> yeah. At that point. Let's see. Or, yeah, here it is. He keeps it. This is a partial piece of... That's one of the pieces. That, that just popped through. Um, and then what's number four? Oh, yeah. So we do what we can do. And we still are able to power wash, thanks to Andy and Jennifer's power washer. But let me tell you, take, it took us a lot longer than years ago when we did it, right? But we did it. That's our, our deck, which Steve built 21 years ago behind our house. He's so good at building decks. And then the next one is down by our shore, there's his boat on dry ground. It was, it was a lake. In the spring, it was a lake. See that? How, how much dry ground was there? I think 40 or 50 feet. Okay. So anyway, and I'm power washing the lake deck there. He built that, I think, what, 19 years ago. And that shows our first roll-in dock. It's a used one. It definitely used, looks used now <laughs> with the hail marks. We didn't get that power washed yet. But anyway, thank you, Lord. We're very thankful. One of the scriptures immediately um, that just became very real to me uh, when the next morning, too, and we started to survey the, the damage and just checking uh, uh, Sarah and Andrews out, Dan and Chris, different neighbors, oh, all the neighbors. But it was um, Proverbs 14, verse 30, from the Amplified Bible says, a calm, peaceful, tranquil, undisturbed mind and heart are the life and health of my body. And I, I needed that part where it said mind. I love finishing things. And I had my list where, before this happened, we were making progress on finishing, you know, little things. Suddenly... <laughs> The list got really big. So anyway, for me, this has been such a key scripture. I love that he, he gives us that undisturbed mind and heart, and that is life and health to our bodies. So thanks for watching and listening to our little picture story of our last month. Yes. Well, we're going to get into the Word for a few minutes here. We already have been in the Word. In fact, during worship time, we got in the Word. So there's just lots of Word, but that's what we need. That's, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 4 tells us. But we've been talking about deception, deception prevention. And today title would be Deception Prevention and Spiritual Warfare. And as we learn the truth from God's Word, we see that authority over Satan and his demons has been given to us through Jesus Christ. Um, God's love and His truth, they work together to preserve 11b, I guess you'd say, 
Let your loving kindness, and that's God's covenant love, and your truth continually preserve us, preserve me. That word preserve, guard, and keep. And one of the major areas that were preserved with through God's love and his truth, his word, is from being deceived. Um, and we remember we are not fighting against flesh and blood. It may seem, it seems like it, but the truth is behind that flesh and blood there is a spirit realm. Behind what is happening in the natural realm is the influence of the spiritual realm. Satan and his minions, they attempt to feed us thoughts, thought seeds, lies, by whatever means possible. And each of us, there are areas in our lives where there are weaknesses, and he'll try to zoom right in there. But you know, there's lots of input these days, like online too, and with all the devices and such, constant flow of things coming, where the enemy will try to work into our thought life and bring fears, thoughts of fear, doubt, and unbelief. Let's go to Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10 in the New Living Translation. It says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. In the Lord, it says, not in yourself, but in the Lord. We can't, we can't be like Joyce was saying, we need to ask for help. We need help. And on the human level, of course, sometimes we'll say, no, I'm good. You know, I got it or whatever. Well, with the Lord, we need to realize that without him, we don't got it. You know, we don't. It's in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all God's armor so that you may be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. I think it was last week we saw the first part of armor that's mentioned is the belt of truth. Truth, thy word is truth. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen, say that word, unseen realm, the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. There are angels, but there are also evil spirits. Now we're going to look at the area of spiritual warfare in our thought life. We need to cast down any thoughts which are contrary to the truth that we find in God's Word. I'm going to say that again. We need to cast down any thoughts which are contrary to the truth we find in God's Word. And doing this in itself is spiritual warfare. That is spiritual warfare. When you, we cast down thoughts that are going to bring doubt, unbelief, envy, depression, dread, hopelessness, worry, anxiety, fear, or whatever it may be. Sometimes we call this the battlefield of the mind. You've probably heard that statement. There have been books written. I know Joyce Meyer has one called The Battlefield of the Mind. Here's a quote by Max Lucado, and it says, It turns out that our most valuable weapon against anxiety weighs less than three pounds and sits between our ears. Think about what you think about, Lucado says. You know, think about what you think about. Because doubt, unbelief, envy, depression, dread, hopelessness, worry, anxiety, fear, all come from our thought life. You know, one of the thoughts that are there. And then they get down in our spirit. 
Our mind is our doorway to our heart. Did you catch that? Our mind is, our door, is the doorway to our heart. So what we have in our mind is going to get down and planted in our heart. So we need to have the thoughts, that, not the thoughts that are from the enemy, deceptive ones, lies. But we need the truth from God's word. Proverbs 12, 25, and we don't have this one on the screen, for the screen I don't believe, but it says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Good word makes it glad. You know, you could turn that around too and say, peace in the heart of man causes joy. And a, but a negative word makes it sad. I mean, words, thoughts, the battlefield of the mind, we need to be very keen to the, these kind of things because they're so much there. Let's go to Second Corinthians, some more truth, some more of the word. Chapter 10, for though we walk or live in the flesh, on this level, what we can see, on this level, what we can smell, what we can taste, what we can hear, what we can feel, we're not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons. Weapons of flesh and blood, that's my but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Because that's what happens when a thought stays there in our mind, that it's a, it's a negative thought from the enemy or a lie. It can become a stronghold. Mental illness can grow out of that. We, different kinds of mental illness these strongholds that are formed when thoughts are kept there and roll over and over in that meditation. But here it says, inasmuch, this is the warfare, as we refute, refute that means to prove untrue. We refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And where do we find that? Again, in the Word, of course. And we, and you should put me in there, you, we lead every thought and purpose ca away captive to the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Spiritual warfare, the battlefield in the mind, that is our soul. That helps our soul to be well. That helps our soul to be well. This is spiritual warfare that the enemy cannot stand against the truth of the Word of God. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 in the King James says, casting down imaginations. And I use that one on purpose because that translation because that's where our mind will go. It'll get into imagining things. There'll be a seed thought planted in there that's not the truth and then our imaginations go wild. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought, every thought to the obedience of Christ. We need to be strong in God's Word. How many times have you heard that? The Word of Truth. God's Word is what we need to be meditating on instead of all the false narratives coming to us daily from the world and the fleshly realms. And there are so many of them. So many of them. So many things that would come against us. You know, so many things like even from the Internet. We, do, we need to really be careful with that. I found even with the texting thing, 
we had something come up, we've had something come up on our text from someone that sent us a text. Be very careful about any text you get from people that you don't know. You know, on one of those I clicked onto and it just opened right up into such obscenity that I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I was just so surprised and so appalled and there it was in front of me. You know, it took a few seconds to get it off of there. And uh, it was just, just terrible. Am I the, has anybody else had any of that kind of stuff on t with texting? Yeah. So ever since then, I, you know, and I, you know, I'm not, we aren't real tech, techie type, you know, I mean, I had to call the phone company and everything and figure out, and it took them about 20 minutes to get that off of there. But finally, I did, and now I learned how to do it. So if Joyce gets any on her phone, she has me come and take them off hers, but she's going to learn someday how to do it too, right? But, you know, the stuff that comes, pornography, I tell you, that is something that God can deliver us from. You know, if you're dealing with that, you, gotta, you got to. I mean, you got to deal with it. You, can't, you just can't go there. It'll take over your life. At least that's what I've been told. Do you think Jesus can deliver you from that? Maybe you're watching online or we'll be seeing this. We know he can. We know he can. We've had many testimonies. We've had testimonies of people that have been had that as a real problem in their life. But that's one area. There's lots of others that we could name. But casting down thoughts and imaginations. And it's a thing where the thought comes as soon as we discover it. Sometimes we just know right away as soon as it's there. I've, some, some thoughts, it seems like they have come from outer space or something. Well, I guess it is the unseen realm they come from. I mean, there can be thoughts that come that are just so strange or so weird or so ugly or so bad. But don't make up your thoughts. Just because you have them doesn't mean they're your thought. So choose. I can't choose to deal with his thought. I don't know what his thought is. We get to have personal choice concerning thoughts. thoughts. That's wonderful. We get to personally choose to deal with it, to take authority over it in Jesus' name, to turn it around in Jesus' right. name. Yeah, just not keeping those thoughts. I, I quote Kenneth Hagin quite often. One of his statements was in concerning thoughts. He says, maybe you can't keep a bird from landing on your head, but you can keep it from building a nest there. <laughs> and so just don't let that thought build, be built as a nest or a stronghold in your life or bring you into doubt and unbelief or envy, or, you know, you could name so many, we could name probably any, pretty much any sin. They start in the thought life, and then they're gotten into the heart, and then they're acted out. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance. In fact, right now, let's just look to the Lord. I believe, Lord, that's what you want us to focus on here now. Because we all know that there's times in our lives when, when if we just check ourselves, we, can, we know that something isn't right, right in, right in here. But we just know something's not right and we think, what's wrong? And we just go back to what we've been thinking about. And it's brought on fear, anxiousness, worry, hopelessness, 
dread, discouragement, depression, maybe even suicidal thoughts. Lord, we ask right now that we may be sharpened in the use of that spiritual weapon of doing spiritual warfare, of casting down thoughts that don't bring life, that bring death. In Jesus' name. And that we might be alert to it. Maybe we get up in the morning and right off, right away, there's some kind of a heaviness that's there. Or we're like we're in a fog like we had this morning. But Lord, that we look to you and Lord, what is it? What have you been thinking about? What is your thoughts? And then Lord, to replace that, we know. To cast them down, but don't just leave it there. But we replace it with your word. Replace it. And we thank you, Lord, that you bring, you bring us a word when we need it, when we ask you for it. We ask for help. Lord, we know there's times when we, we just need to ask for help. All the time, we need your help. In the things that we do. So I ask it specifically for each individual that's here in the sanctuary or there's those that are watching online or will be, Lord, that you would help each one of us to address this. We, I believe none of us are out of this picture. That you would help us more and more in our lives to turn our thoughts upon Jesus and upon you, Jesus, and your word and your truth. Lord, when those thoughts of doubt, unbelief, envy, depression, dread, hopelessness, worry, fear come, we would turn our eyes upon you, Jesus, in your word. And these things from the world, from the unseen realm, because we know there's the, that enemy, that accuser, Satan, the devil and his minions that are roaming around looking who they may devour. They're seeking whom they may devour. But we know when we're in you and we stand in you that we're safe. We're in a safe place. We thank you for it. Would you sing this with me? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. Hallelujah. We turn our eyes upon you, Jesus. We look full in your wonderful face. And these things of earth, they grow strangely dim in the light of your glory and your grace. Turn our eyes upon you, Lord. Turn our thoughts upon you. We turn from things that would cause negative thoughts, depression, and we turn to you. 
hope, that confident expectation of good in our lives. And Lord, we know that you're doing this in your body, in the body of Christ today. You are doing a work. And you're gathering us together. Over this last year, there's been a scattering in a sense. We were even told, like Kent said, not to worship together at some points. And then it's been difficult at other times for various reasons. And we get out of the pattern. We get out of the habit. But Lord, we know where you would have us in fellowship with each other, in fellowship with you. You're preparing us for these end of days that we're in. And we know we need to be strong in you, Lord, and strong with one another in one accord. And so we give you thanks for it today. In Jesus' name, and everyone once again in agreement said, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, praise God. Thank you, Lord. God, blessing, His favor, His protection, His provision, His direction, His grace, His health, His shalom be multiplied to you all now all of us as we go and to you online as well in Jesus name we'll go and have pulled pork and fellowship together amen if anyone needs prayer we'll be up here to pray with you as well amen Happy birthday, honey. I thought it was going to sneak. I thought I was going to sneak under the radar with that one, but I guess I dismissed it. I noticed it didn't say how old I was, so we'll just leave it there. It does? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can't even read very good anymore, right? Oh no. No, I can read real well. I can read real well. Real well. Hallelujah. Well thank you. Thank you all. And Scott, it's his today, actually. Scott Mandrell. Remember they could use some help afterwards with some of us too for cleanup, so bless you all. <laughs>